Well, hi everyone. My name is Shakruz Asharov. I am an app developer, an apppreneur, and a teacher. And I enjoy listening to the App Guy podcast. The App Guy podcast, straight from your host Paul, the App Guy. And now, Paul, the App Guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I'm your host. It's、uh, Paul Kemp, and、uh, we have a world exclusive on the episode、uh, today. And、uh, I'm really excited about what this is going to be.、Uh, this this podcast is to help you、uh, inspire you by providing some great stories from others that are really just setting up their own businesses, running their own companies, and doing their own things in development and app development. And so. Uh, I want to introduce our next guest.、Uh, he is、uh, his name is、uh, Tosendra Sharma. Tosendra Sharma, and he、uh, you can go and check his out check out his website.、Uh, it's quite easy to remember. Just think of Web Plus and Vigilant, and just put those two together, and it's Vigilant, and、uh, he, it's all to do with security. And so,、uh, Tosendra, welcome to the App Guy podcast.、Uh, hi, Paul. So we have、uh, a world exclusive. You said in the pre-chat that you've got something you haven't shared with anyone else before, and I I went through and described who our average listener is, and you said that would be perfect for this、uh, this type of listener. So、uh, I'm going to have to get straight into it and ask you the story that no one else has heard、uh, about. I, I'm guessing it's about how you set up your company and and the challenges and and the、uh, successes that you've had with it. Yeah, so、uh, I'll begin with the day zero. So actually, I joined、uh, this institute called IIT Bombay, it's Indian Institute of Technology, Bombay.、Uh, it's one of the big institute in India, and、uh, I joined it as as a master student. And you know, I was just、uh, curious that I will love to, I will sh- start some company. So while starting this company, I never thought that I want to be rich. I want to start a company. I just thought that I will do something. I will do something. That's it. So I just joined the institute. After three months, I started doing a business, and I bootstrapped with the training business because that was the easy thing for an IITian here in India to you know teach someone about some hacking stuff. So I started teaching hacking to the other engineering institute students and started getting some money. And after that, in November 2011, I registered the company and as a private limited venture in India. And 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 then I opened office in December. Started it in January, and and then go on goes on. Then in between, so I was a single founder in the company. So that was the one of the biggest challenge I had. I tried to convince some of the, my master students here, but you know, master students generally have a tendency to get a bigger and better job rather than starting the company, like bachelor students here in India. So so I really had a very difficult time in finding such person. So I start I I did decided to pursue it alone. So. You know, I used to had a class in the campus. I used to run out of the campus to attend the office, and then I used to come back to attend the class and then go back to the office. Then I had an hostel room in in the college, so I left that hostel room. Yes, it was there. I just kept it locked, and then used to stay in my cabin for around、um, one and half years. So for around eighteen months, I stayed, lived at eight,、uh, and just slept in the office. Did everything in the cabin, and then、uh, you know, then that's how I actually you know ran this company. So that's like、uh, I was even you know some some sometimes I felt like I'm you know somehow damaging my own body because of this you know unhygienic and you know、uh, you know mismanaged life. But you know the hard work actually paid off when I see some、uh, when I saw some that、uh, revenue in the company. So we had around. Uh, you know, eighty-three lakh rupees revenue. It's now more than around one hundred twenty thousand US dollar that revenue we had, 
and i was pretty much happy about it and during this time of you know uh, running the company i saw so many challenges and one thing i would like to add here is when i started this company i didn't know about the entrepreneurship i just i didn't even hear the word called entrepreneur i didn't even know that i am called entrepreneur that because i am running a company i just started the company because it's i just want to start a company that's it i never had a dream to be rich or to be famous or something like that i just started i now i realize that i don't know how i started and why i started i started it with no reason just passion it was the passion that yes we need will do something i will do something i will do something big that's it well congratulations on uh the just achieving and uh, i'm just going to just appeal to the listeners right now who have just gone through your story the appster tribe it is so tough setting up a company and this is an authentic podcast to try and get the real stories out and you had to go to such passion to actually stay in the office on your own well basically eating and sleeping in the in pretty much the office for a year and a half uh, just getting this thing off the ground and that just shows the dedication and if if you're listening to this now and you're coming into app development, whatever you're doing, and you're coming in for the money and only the money, it's not going to sustain you. You need something else. And I think that's what I'm learning from your journey, to Sandra, from that. So I need to know, then it would be helpful to know what, what it is uh, actually you're doing in security and uh, and the idea behind uh, Wedulent. Yes, sir. Soft, uh, software as a service, we call it a SaaS business, where we used to scan the websites through URL for the security vulnerabilities in that. So it's just a black box testing we used to perform for the websites and help the website owners and developers to identify the security vulnerabilities in their websites. So it's a simple, in simple language, it's a security scanner. It was a security scanner on cloud. So, but after that, we met an, one of one another amazing guy called Gaurav Sharma. He's right now the director in uh, Yahoo. He, he actually, you know, showed us a, uh, direction to focus on the mobile space and he told us he web is going to going down and then mobile is going up so it's a good idea to focus on mobile rather than the web then I really liked the idea and then I started focusing on the mobile space then we started building the solution for Android application because we found out that Android is the space where the security vulnerabilities are more than the iOS and Windows so we then you know started writing our own scanner from the backend and we launched the uh, product called app vigil so right now it's a website called appvigil.co co so that website where you where a developer can upload their app to the uh, cloud and then our server will scan this uh, android application will point, pinpoint the exact problem in the uh, class package and method where the security vulnerability is found and will give you the HTML report in a very arranged and readable format where you can, using that report, you can actually fix your application and secure your application against the hackers. This is great. So any app developers listening to this right now can uh, understand your journey in that you started off with uh, website security and we could take our URLs and, and uh, put them into your website and understand then in a report the security uh, breaches the potential hacks that we need to look out for uh, and and then you migrated into mobile with appvigil.co uh, and so that we now have the ability to upload our uh, our code to your site and then get a nice report that would then analyze the potential uh, breaches and the security 
so in summary, that's that's pretty much what you're you're doing and seeing all, all your success with that. Yeah. One more thing I would like to add here that we don't need a source code of the app because obviously most of the developers want their code to be remain in their own premises. So uh, they have to only upload the public APK file, which is already available in the Google Play Store. So that's what we need to scan the app. Oh, great. Okay. So, so really then uh, we can keep hold of the code and just do the public APK. Uh, is there any plans to do iOS uh, at, at any point in time? So as per the data available online that, you know, the security problems in the iOS are very less and uh, majority, even more than two third of the security vulnerabilities are there in the Android application rather than the iOS. So we wanted to target the bigger chunk first and then we'll go for the smaller chunk. So I can't say the timeline exactly that when we'll be targeting the iOS, but yes, that will be in the pipe, pipe, pipeline after two or three years, maybe if it requires. So Tosendra, someone who spent a lot of time in security, it'll be very interesting to learn from you uh, the, uh, I guess, the number of breaches or hacks that you see uh, out there. Uh, and we and we have to then just summarize for the audience that there are, uh, I guess there's two platforms that we tend to focus on, Android and, uh, and uh, iOS. And with Android, uh, it's uh, a much easier process to upload the APK to the uh, Google Play Store. And it goes through just in an automated check. There's no manual review process, unlike uh, Apple's iOS. And so and because it's more open sourced, then uh, there's more t- chance of uh, potential breaches and uh, and, and hacks. And uh, so, so what sort of stuff are you seeing out there? Yeah, so there are a lot of actually security problems, like, for example, unencrypted communication outside the network like without HTTPS if you are communicating to the server then any data you are sending even password or whatever you are sending is definitely hackable so this is what we are catching except this the you know uh, the intent spoofing is the vulnerability which are causing the problem nowadays in the applications that is we are targeting and uh, you know unencrypted storage we are identifying in the apps so these are the SQL injection that we are actually identifying through the app so these are the vulnerabilities, especially in the key vulnerability, except that there is a vast top 10 list that we'll be targeting. And, you know, uh, you know, permission-based vulnerability, like if you, in your manifest file, if you are giving the extra permission in your, taking the extra permission in your app, then you are actually causing the problem because you are making their network and their mobile device vulnerable to attack. And obviously that app will be responsible who is taking the extra, uh, uh, you know, permission and uh, sending an intent without specific permission set is definitely a vulnerability so such vulnerabilities actually we are targeting initially so we are focusing on a vast top 10 first and we'll be exploring the other vulnerabilities later on right okay and it's just good to be reminded of the fact that uh, we, we have to be responsible for our apps and uh, for any potential security breaches i mean there is a potential that if uh, if if we're not careful, then I guess we could uh, have our developer access revoked by Google uh, or our apps taken offline. And so uh, because they have the ability, don't they, to, to do exactly what you're doing and uh, and scan all the APKs to see if uh, there's any common flaws or security breaches that need to be uh, patched up. And if they don't like uh, your, your APK, and if it breaches uh, some of their rules that they keep updating, then there's a chance that your app could be taken off off of the Play Store, which then leaves it pretty much uh, dead in the, in the water. So... Uh, uh, and, but uh, Google actually, Google. I I would like to add here one more point that Google kind of the kind of checks Google perform on their Play Store are very generic, 
and uh, mostly related to compliance not related to vulnerabilities that's why most of the applications which are very famous like imdb zomato in the in india there is a company called zomato and any ebay amazon their apps get hacked and you know you heard about the snapchat hacks right there some some millions of user account has been hacked through the snapchat mobile app so actually so google actually checks for the generic security problems and compliances not the detailed security vulnerabilities because google has given the authority to the developers to ensure the security at the application layer and os level security or you can say the device level android security is the google's responsibility but the applications running over your application or over your mobile are your as well as the developer's responsibility so that's where we will be creating the difference. so that's why we are targeting the applications not the device so we are not at all sorting out the uh, mobile device security so antiviruses are kind of a device security solutions we are not the antivirus actually yeah you you so I, I, which is great because we don't really want antivirus software running on our apps i mean uh, the beautiful thing about migrating from a desktop to a mobile is that we don't have a Norton or a McAfee open up and then take about 20 minutes to run through some updates. And it was just very painful to watch that on a on a desktop and all the uh, slowness that uh, antivirus software can, can help. Uh, so I wanted to just broaden this out in, in, um, in the last 10 minutes that we have on the show and talk about uh, more, more high-level stuff such as setting up a company in India. Now, a lot of my audience are in, based in the US or the UK, uh, but there is an appeal to uh, go and live in a lower cost uh, uh, country. Uh, and I know that I've been to India three times now and I, I love the country. I think it's a very nice place to be based. Uh, but I believe that there's some restrictions. Do you know the restrictions uh, to foreigners setting up companies in, in, the, in India? I'm not exactly aware about the, uh, you know, foreigners policy in India setting up. But I'm sure that if you are coming into India and there is a one co-founder you have from India, then taking the private uh, limited company shares will not be a problem. Right? And, and so how, easy is I, it, how easy is it to set up a company in yeah, India? Yeah, it's very easy. Sure. It's just, uh, you know, two-week task and it, it costs you around uh, 25,000 rupees, which are almost uh, almost 100... Uh, uh, three, four, four hundred something, four hundred dollar, four hundred US dollar would be the cost of setting up the private limited company. And uh, there are lots of incubators and you know startup accelerators nowadays in India because recently lots of companies got promoted in uh, India via lots of good I I investors. So that's because of that lots of incubator. Even we are actually situated inside the IIT Bombay business incubator. So IIT Bombay also has a business incubator called Sign. So we are incubated inside the sign and, you know, getting some benefit out of it. So if such person is moving out from moving out from US and shifting to India, then approaching such uh, incubators and accelerators might be a very good idea because they will handle every headache and they will ask you to focus on the product or whatever your idea is. And that's where our strength is, because if we focus on our core expertise, then I guess I'll be getting or anybody will be will be having a better output. So, so that's a very good idea. Around more than fifty accelerator and incubator you can find in India. Very, yeah, where, very good. Whereabouts is uh, where is the hotspot for mobile development now in India? I'm guessing you, you're in Mumbai, is it? So it's around Mumbai. Yeah, geographically, I think it's in Bangalore. So that I would say. 
and uh, actually the most of the it companies and uh, you know uh, software company mobile companies are nowadays shifting starting actually in bangalore reason being is uh, real estate is cheaper in bangalore than bombay because mumbai is actually expensive city in india especially the real estate if you want to start a office in bombay then you have to pay around double cost for the you know rent in india, in bombay than any other city in india so delhi and bangalore these are the two city which are much cheaper than bombay yeah and i've been to bangalore and i've seen the uh, entrepreneurialism uh, in there it's uh, uh, managed to spend some time with some business people over there and it's just really exciting what's happening to your country and uh, obviously we're talking on a day as well where uh, india is celebrating that uh, you got uh, some uh, some mission to mars and you're orbiting mars so there's a, there's <laughs> a lot going a on uh, yeah, so that, that's really good, interesting then. So just uh, to the listeners uh, who are listening to this, uh, that there there is something to think about now in moving, uh, you know, if you want to start up a company, yes, we can do it in New York, in London, in, uh, in Silicon Valley, but the rents are enormous. The, you know, the costs to business are enormous. And that 80% figure that you talked about, Tosendra, 80% of businesses failing are are real and so if you if you stand that chance of failing why not fail somewhere that where you can get lower cost uh, accommodation lower cost uh, you know you talked about a few hundred dollars to set up a company and i'm guessing it's quite beneficial to be an accelerator program because of like i guess there's some benefits for tax possibly and uh, and just to some help in terms of uh, acquiring uh, office space and stuff so uh, were you in an accelerator program yourself no, 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 I haven't been. So actually, I ran for one and a half year, around 20 months. I was there outside the campus. And you know, when I used to sleep in the cabin, I was there outside the campus. And then I actually shifted in the campus in 2013, August. Right. So for this is that, the campus that, of the Institute of Technology. Yeah, Institute campus. So I'm right now inside the Institute campus. They have given us a very nice office. They have given us some computers. And you know, every electricity and everything is for free and they have taken some equity in the company, of course. And But that equity is worth it because the kind of uh, environment and resources we are getting from them are really good. And you know, because of them, we can approach any big personality in India or outside because they are the very big people here and you know, their name is big. It's kind of, you know, I think people might be aware of IIT Bombay or not, but it's like kind of an MIT of India. So, you know, the, the the best thing about the IIT Bombay is the computer science. So it's number one in computer science than any other institute in India. So, and you know, you might have heard about that uh, number of entrepreneurs produced by IITs are kind of a, in coming in number four in overall ranking worldwide. So IITs are producing more entrepreneurs than Harvard and such institute. I recently read the news in a uh, newspaper. So uh, IIT Bombay is actually number one in producing such uh, entrepreneurs. So I've seen it like many entrepreneurs are, you know, every year I think you see more than 50, 60 entrepreneurs coming out of Bombay, this of this institute. Yeah, that, let's talk about uh, some of the physical aspects of being located where you are, because uh, when I was in India, I did experience some blackouts occasionally. And uh, as I traveled around the company, uh, how are the... Uh, how's the infrastructure for you? The broadband, the connection speeds, the uh, uh, I guess the infrastructure to for electricity, that sort of stuff is is it pretty reliable? Yeah. So right now I am having twenty four into seven electricity with no single power cut, 
because you know bombay is kind of you in bombay most of the areas you'll get 24 into 7 electricity and uh, and especially in the campus there is a mandatory 24 into 7 electricity that's the government rule so because of iit they just want to give electricity to everyone and uh, and uh, regarding the infrastructure so they have given us a very good infrastructure even outside you can have a inf- this furniture and very low cost that's not very expensive about the broadband i'm having very good speed around around, around 20 mbps internet con- con- connection from uh, the government uh, company which is called mtnl right mahanagar telephone network Lim- Lim- limited they have given us a 20 mbps network uh, or at or only 3000 uh, 3000 cost 3000 rupees per month which is almost uh, uh, $50 or almost $50 per month and unlimited con- 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 connection telephone connection also we have at very low cost because in india you know phone connection and it's all are very cheap because of the mass so because there are billion people to use the phone so they gave us every phone call at 10 paisa which is less than 0.001 dollar call So Sandra, wouldn't it be so cool if somebody listening to this then just decided to go and set up uh, their first startup in India? I just think I, if I was uh, maybe doing my first one and I was a bit younger, I think I'd be tempted to go across there because I can vouch for the, the country. I've been there three times now. It's a beautiful country. The people are very friendly, feel very safe. Uh, security is excellent. And just uh, the food is obviously to die for. It's beautiful. and uh, uh i just think you're driving uh, is the what the one downfall the, uh, the the madness on the roads is pretty pretty right, right. memorable so don't uh, i guess you haven't got uber over there yet but uh, you need some kind of um, safe car pooling service because the driving is pretty uh, mad right, exactly uh, yeah but but uh, so um uh, finally then in the last few minutes uh, we we like there's two uh, questions we like to ask everybody the first one is do you have an, an idea for an app uh, something that you've thought about you'd like to share if not we have another way of potentially fleshing out the the idea from you so do, do you have an app idea app making for the for general public or something like that right yeah otherwise what we do is uh, we ask you so for the last two three weeks month that you've been working uh, can you think of any real pain points that you've been suffering you talk about the challenges running your own business and are you able to think about some big pain points some real challenges frustrations uh, and then we can flesh out an idea a solution that potentially could involve an app yeah, so i right now i cannot recall something but i thought of some idea about the app making that there should be some app like for this right I forgot that exactly. Oh, so right. I, so I'm you're, you're, you're thinking of the idea being that, uh, that, that we need, there needs to be an app for app making. Yeah, that, I think that would be a very good idea. So actually, we'll be... Uh, so yeah, so there would be, it would be a very good idea to app for making apps. And, you know, if it would be available on the cloud via internet or web, that would be very good. Yeah, well, or, if, uh, actually, Tosh, Andrew, it's, it's um, good that you said that because on uh, previous guests on this show have actually been focusing on that solution. So I'm thinking of, uh, we had the founder of uh, Vizzy Apps, a guy called George Adams. He's doing a, a web-based, what you see, what you get, WYSIWYG type solution where you build the app on a yeah, website. I have, I have got... Yeah, I got just one idea actually. I was thinking about that app. Maybe somebody can make it and share it with me as well. I can use it. So, so that some app which can you know uh, uh, using your Google Calendar, it can change your mobile phone ringtone according to your business meetings. So, for example, if you have a business meeting from two to three p.m., 
so automatically between 2 to 3 pm your phone will go silent right and whenever this meeting will go over your phone will become unsilent so that's something that i need because you know whenever there is a meeting in my calendar i, I just want to make sure that this phone is silent so i'm not sure if such application available on internet or not but i think that would be something very cool for the at least for the uh, uh, businessman who can sync their uh, that app with the google calendar and whenever there is a meeting the phone will go silent so sanjay that's a, a genius idea in fact just before we were chatting i had to manually go to my phone and put it on silent and mute just to make sure uh, to have that process automated would by by tapping into your google calendar uh, would be a, a fantastic idea. So I uh, right. just want to throw that idea out to the audience and you've got two potential immediate buyers if you could de- deliver something like that. Uh, I, I'd like the iOS version. I'm guessing you'd like the Android version, Sosendra. Yeah, I, I, I want Android version. I have Nexus, so I need Android. <laughs> right, okay. And the final thing is then, as an app uh, user yourself, you've got an Android device. So are you able to share with us maybe one or two of your uh, favorite apps where you don't think we would have heard about them before something uh, uh, i just let me let me open my phone i'll just open my phone and i will see which app i'm using very frequently uh, so, so the the true caller is actually app which will you know whenever the some unknown number will give you a call you'll able to see the name of that unknown number saved in someone else's mobile phone Oh, right. So it's called True Caller, and it's giving you the name of the unknown caller by tapping into another database. Yeah, so actually, so there, is a data, there is a global database they have made for the numbers. So whenever you get a call, you will just see what is, who is that person, even if you have not sh- saved that contact in your co- contact list. So, uh, so what they are actually doing some calculation in the back end and making sure that everybody know everybody's number's name. So I'm getting uh, customer care calls 10 times a day. And since last three months, I haven't received a single call because of that app. Because that app is pre- reporting me that this app is from uh, this company and has been reported by uh, 1,000 people as a spam. So I'm, I don't have to receive such calls. That is great. So you just ignore those. or Yeah, that, um, because that's one of the big dangers we have uh, here in the UK. Uh, we uh, are now unable to use our landlines because they are full of spam, spam type calls. Uh, I get three or four per day. Uh, but so far, I haven't had anything on my mobile. And uh, I'm sure it's, uh, what, it's, it's going to change. And uh, yeah, I'll certainly be using... Uh, something along those lines uh, so i'll put i'll put links to that on the show notes it's just uh go to the appguide.co the appguide.co search for the episode uh, 159 uh, with tosendra sharma and you can see then links to that uh, app and you could also get the app uh, by downloading uh, the report uh, that you just by signing up for my newsletter so tosendra it's been beautiful wonderful story uh, i'm so glad that we've had representation now from india and uh, thanks for sharing your journey on the App Guy podcast. Thank you, Paul. Thanks for you know inviting me for this podcast. How best can we get in touch with you? So I think uh, I'm having a website toshindra.com where I my all the contact details are there. So my first name dot com is a website which is there on internet. So I also you can add me on Facebook or follow me on Twitter Toshindra Sharma at the for the Twitter and fb.com slash toshendra for the facebook 
and uh, you can drop me an email if you have something in mind and you want to do you know help me out or you need some help i'm always open for that so toshin@vegilent.com is my email id so anybody can reach out great i'll, uh, I'll include those on the show notes thanks very much for joining us and all the best with your business journey thanks paul thanks thank you for listening to this podcast stay tuned for the next episode if you want to be a guest on the show or suggest someone then please send an email to info@onemob.com the app guy podcast 